0: It was one of the hardest and most exciting and most fulfilling accomplishments that I've ever done next to my children.
1: Diz Runs Radio, episode 796. Starts in three, two. Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, no official sponsor for today's episode, which means I can be my own sponsor. I can plug something that I do that uh, I I really enjoy doing. It's one of my favorite things to do. And that is each month I give away a free training program, free training plan to uh, one lucky winner as chosen by the random number generator. Now, how do you get your name in the hat to be potentially picked by said random number generator? All you need to do is point your browser over to disruns.com right there on the homepage. There's a a button or a link or something that says, click here to enter. You click that, it pops up. A little box opens up, you enter your name, you enter your email address, and you're automatically entered to win. You can also point your browser right directly to disruns.com slash giveaway. Uh, It'll actually be a a proper page that opens up, but it's the same thing. Enter your name, enter your email address, and you are entered to win a free custom training plan. Now, questions that you might have or reservations that you might have. Is it like a legit training plan or is it just kind of one of those... One size fits all things that, you know, you put my name onto it and say that, oh, it's custom for you because here you go. No, 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 no. It is the exact same level of care, same level of coaching that I give to the folks that pay me to create their training plan for them. So, um, it's nothing half baked, nothing one size fits all about it. When I say custom, I mean, custom. And if you've been around these parts for a while, you know that I'm pretty, pretty firm in my belief when it comes to custom versus one size fits all. This is there's nothing one size fits all about this, other than it all shows up on a calendar template that's one size fits all, I guess, because it's it's that's exactly what it is. It's a template. Then we fill it in based on you, your needs, your goals, your ambitions. So there's one reservation. The other one, you said you got a name. You, you, you know, I said that you need to enter your name and email address. Does that mean that you're part of my email list? Yeah, yeah, it does. But before you just dismiss the idea that you don't need to be part of another email list, because let's be honest, none of us need to be part of another email list, yet all of us are a part of too many to begin with. Um, my emails aren't kind of your typical newslettery, spammy, um, buy this, here's a sale for that type of thing. Do I sell to my email list every once in a while? Yes. Yes, I do. Is it, I think, is it over the top? Is it too much? Is it smarmy? I don't think so. Um Obviously, you have to be the judge of that. You can ask other folks around as well. But uh, what I think of my email list and my emails that I send out, for the most part, they tend to be much more blog posts than anything else. I don't really do regular blog posts. I mean, the show notes double as my blog posts, and that's pretty much it. So my, my blog posts, my writings, my, my musings, my ideas, uh, my, my written communications come through email. So, uh, if you like reading blog posts, you like reading, kind of maybe getting a little bit of a peek behind the curtain. Some of my, my personal life, my, some of my family life stuff goes on. Uh, I try to always tie those into some type of running lesson. That's where you find them as part of the email list. So I like to think that it's worth, you know, the, the two or three minutes, a couple times a week to read a few times a week. Actually, it's three times a week that I send out emails. Um, but I like to think that they're all actually worth reading. Sometimes I might miss the mark a little bit, but uh, for the most part, I think that they're, they're worth reading. And obviously you can check that out um, and get yourself entered to win a free training plan at the same time, right? So, you know, what have you got to lose? If you don't like it, you can obviously always unsubscribe. That's always an option. Every email has a button that says click here to unsubscribe. You won't get another email from me after that. You also won't be entered to win the the, the training plan anymore. You know, so there's, there's that to it, but uh, check it out. And obviously if you have any questions, you can let me know. Um, But disruns.com right there on the homepage is the place disruns.com slash giveaway to get yourself entered and uh, enough yammering from me. Now let's go ahead and uh, dive into the good stuff to today's episode of the show. Hey guys! Uh, today's guest is a lady that uh, I've been following on social media for a while now, and uh, you know, as as is usually the case, late to the party. I finally uh, realized that you know I just needed to reach out and uh, have a little chat, see if we could we could line something up, and uh, here we are. So uh, come to find out, you know, as I was kind of doing a little bit of the little bit of research that I do before we get these uh, get these things going, uh, we have at least one thing in common. Probably who knows, probably more than one. But uh, we both kind of got into running, you know, not as as something we thought we were going to do. And then we both have kind of built businesses out of that passion for, for running and some other, you know, outside passions that we had before that, which is which is interesting that that's kind of how, you know, how things happen sometimes. And so uh, I'm looking forward to learning more about her, you know, both as a runner and then obviously as, a, as an entrepreneur as well uh, today. So without any further ado, it's a pleasure to welcome uh, Miss Shawna Miller to the show. Uh, thanks for joining us today, I appreciate it.
0: Hi. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, certainly. Uh, looking forward to That's it. Exciting. And, and, yeah, I hope so. Hopefully, hopefully at the end, <laughs> you'll, you'll say that it was exciting. Um, <laughs> but uh, guys, if if you haven't uh, connected with Shauna before, on especially on social media, but on on the website as well, the place to find her. Uh, and, and as you know, as we like it around here, try to keep things simple. It's the same handle, same website address, same everything across all the places uh, stilettorunning.com is the website and Instagram and Facebook. Uh, definitely the, the, two social media places to find her. Uh, and like I said, same as, same as the website at Stiletto Running on Instagram and Facebook. And, uh, we'll have everything linked up as we always do. Dizruns.com slash 796 is the place to, uh, head back to the, to the show notes. If you missed something today or you want to, uh, connect with her, but you, you weren't able to, you know, throw it in your phone because you're out for a run right now. You're out doing something right now. You don't have your phone handy to uh, to open it up and, and connect with her. Uh, Dizruns.com slash 796 is the link that'll take you back to the show notes today. Everything will be linked up as it always is. So uh, Shana, the way we always get things started on on the show, uh, each episode is the one scripted question that I have. And uh, it's it's just a fun place to start because I honestly, I really seldom know where it's going to go. Uh, With most people, I have no idea what they're going to answer, but it's just a a fun place to start. And it's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why?
0: That's definitely an easy question. (laughs) Um, The half marathon distance. I love the half. I think it's still challenging, Mm -hmm. but not killing myself. Um, The 5K to me is just run until you puke. (laughs) (laughs) So I find it... I find the shorter distances are definitely harder, um but that being said, with the half marathon i you know you have still have that sense of accomplishment, it's still a long way to go mm-hmm. um when I say to people that the half marathon's my favorite distance, they still look at me like I'm crazy because <laughs> thirteen miles is a long way right um but I There's something about the marathon distance, and I think anyone that has finished a full marathon, there's nothing like that Mm -hmm. accomplishment when you cross that finish line. So it's, I don't know, I think it might be a toss up a little bit now that I'm getting deeper into the marathon
1: Gotcha. And and that's, and that's, uh, I I almost feel like that's kind of a common, maybe not across the board, but, uh, certainly a, a refrain that we've heard several times, both in terms of just, you know, the half marathon being a good distance, but also that, you know, sometimes, uh, it takes a little while to warm up to, uh, to run in and race in 26.2, not just for, because of the day and that distance itself, but the training leading up to it is a whole lot more. And obviously the recovery coming out of it, uh, things are a little bit more, uh, tender and sore for usually a few days after, uh, a good hard full, as opposed to uh, a good hard half. If you've, if you've trained up for both of them.
0: Definitely. And I do, I feel like with the half marathon too, um, no matter what, if I wanted to sign up for a half on Saturday, I could go do it. Mm -hmm. It's, um, you know, pretty much like the long runs now in my world are anywhere from eight to 12 miles. So I feel like I'm always trained for a half. It may not be my best day, but I could do it. Whereas a marathon, you know, you really have to commit to it. And, uh, that's definitely a grueling commitment.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> so, yes. As, as, everybody <laughs> yeah, exactly. as everybody who's yeah exactly. It's everybody who's done a, a full marathon knows it's it is definitely a, a commitment. But um, like like I said in the intro, you know, running isn't something that uh, at least from what I gathered from from your website, uh, isn't something that you've always been been into. wasn't you know It's not like you're one of no. those runners that started in, in middle school and, and never really stopped and, to, and and have no plans of ever stopping. So uh, fill in the gaps for us a little bit. How did you get started into this sport that uh, now we all know and love?
0: Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I hated running growing up. Like if you told me I had to run in gym class, I'd roll my eyes and it was the worst (laughs) day of my life. Um, And a funny thing, uh, my senior in high school, a girlfriend and I said, "Like, you know, maybe we should take up running and walked out my door, which either way to the right or the left went uphill. Mm. We got to the top of the hill and said, this is the most ridiculous idea we ever (laughs) had in our entire lives. And we turned around and walked back to my house. And that was it. I think I was like 17. And fast forward, 40 years old, belonged to a gym, became friends with a group of girls that were runners and triathletes. And I was approaching my 40th birthday and I said, you know what? I think I want to run a half marathon. I'm going to do this. It's going to be a bucket list. Mm. So I started training, had never run. I mean, other than, you know, here and there on the treadmill a little bit, but I'd never run outside and started training for that first half marathon. And, yeah, I mean, obviously the rest is history. <laughs> I just became addicted right away. And just, you know, wanted to keep getting better for myself. You know, I crossed that finish line and I was so proud of myself and said, you know what, maybe my first one was 202. So that mm. was, you know, I finished, but was like, I think I can get it under two. And, um, yeah, and then just kept kept going. And I think about a year and a half later, decided to take that next leap and attempt the full
1: marathon and just keep going. So keep going. yeah,
0: it's crazy. <laughs>
1: yeah, it, it really but. is. Do you have any idea what, what it was about running that, that got you right away? Cause you know, for some of us and, and, and myself certainly included, especially longer distance running was, was definitely an, uh, acquired taste. You know, it was something that I kind of did, but didn't really like it. And then all of a sudden, you know, kind of like, kind of like coffee, you know, it's like, yeah, it didn't really, it didn't really care for it the first time. And now it's like, gosh, I can't think of not having a cup of coffee during the, during, you know, several cups of coffee during the day. I can't think of, of having a, a day or more than a day or two where I don't run, you know, like, um, but, but it certainly wasn't like it that at the beginning, but it sounds like once you got going, um, with the girls at the yeah. gym, it, it sounds like it was pretty much, you know, like this is, this is what you want to do right off the bat. Is that, is that accurate?
0: It Yeah, it definitely was, you know, a, I had a great support group and we all supported each other, each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think also when you plan to meet somebody for a run, mm-hmm. I'm the, the type of person I'm not going to cancel on you, right. um, you know, unless there's something big that comes up. But so knowing that I had somewhere to be, people to meet, that was a big thing. And I just loved how it made me feel um, years prior college. I battled eating disorders, um, had put on 30 pounds my freshman uh, freshman year in college, and just it was a whirlwind of about five years, and thankfully that's behind me. But for the first time when I started running, that truly made me feel like I could take on anything and just made my body feel differently than I'd ever felt before. So I think it was a big obstacle at 40 years old to start running and finding something that just, I saw my body in a different way than I used to and
1: with food too. Gotcha. Gotcha. What what was your, your fitness life like before that? I mean, obviously you were at the gym, so you were going to the gym at least somewhat. Um, was that, was that kind of just the the typical gym thing?
0: Um, I've always been active. I grew up dancing. My mother was a Mm. ballet teacher. Um, so I grew up doing ballet and gymnastics, I swam. So I was always exercising, working out, physical, but I never played team sports. Okay. Um, so that was another cool thing with running. Um, just, you know, even though you're competing with yourself, you're still – I'm very analytical, and I like statistics when I run. I love looking at all the numbers after a race and seeing where I fell in my age group and all of that. So I, you know, I think not playing a team sport, this was something – as an adult that allowed me to feel like I was part of something. Right. If that makes any sense.
1: (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And then, you know, and then coupled with the fact that, you know, it was a group of people that kind of helped you get that, that first foot in the door. So there's your team right there, you know? And like you said, even though everybody's running their own race, like it's still like, you're still running with that, that group. And yeah, I mean, team sports and yeah, it it, it makes perfect sense.
0: Yeah. And the running community is just amazing. As you know, I mean, Um, Especially on social media, Mm -hmm. the support that people give to each other and that I've received. It's, you know, it it makes you want to push harder and try better and, Mm -hmm. you know, do things for yourself. So
1: Oh yeah. The, the running community is, is, has been mentioned several times over the course of, of the years of the show. It's, it's just, just amazing. And, 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 you know, I'm certainly grateful to be a part of it and maybe contribute once in a while, a little bit, something to it, but certainly get a lot from everybody else that's out there sharing their, their stories and their journeys and and what they're doing. Um, so you, you get to that first half marathon finish on and go, yeah, this is, this is something that I want to keep doing. Um, and, and, not too long. sounds like set your sights on, on the first full marathon. What was, what was that first marathon experience like for you?
0: Oh my God, that was amazing. So my first marathon was Philly, okay. which is a big race. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I compared it to basically having a kid. I have two teenagers right now and it was one of the hardest and most exciting and most fulfilling accomplishments mm-hmm. that I've ever done next to my children. Right. <laughs> um, that, yeah, that finish line was, I cried. Um, as I'm sure a lot of people do, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but it was, um, yeah, an amazing experience and I couldn't walk for, you know, a week after that, but, <laughs> right. <laughs> right.
1: As, as <laughs> um,
0: worked. yeah, yeah. And the training, you know, my training has totally shifted gears too. when I first trained for my first marathon, it was, you know, following a plan, just putting in the miles, Mm. no speed work, no tempos, nothing like that. So, um, you know, I didn't have a goal. I just wanted to finish and I was super happy with that. Mm. I mean, that was enough at that point. And, you know, as the years have gone on, I've just wanted to keep being a better version of myself and pushing myself harder as a runner. So it's been definitely challenging and rewarding
1: you, you kind of teed me up here. So I'm going to, I'm going to take advantage of it. You you know, the the training has changed since then. Like how, how are things, I mean, I'm assuming that there's some, a bit more structured workouts, things like that, but, but what has, uh, what has changed about your training from that first marathon to, uh, where you are today?
0: So back then it was all about just finishing the marathon. Mm -hmm. And I loved that I could say I'm a marathoner and I had done, um, I just finished my seventh marathon. So up until two years ago, Um, After my fourth marathon, I came out with an injury, Mm. which was long, like 17 months of not really knowing what was going on. It was like my hamstring and four doctors later and they thought it was um, a herniated disc and I had injections and all these things and nothing was working. Finally, the fourth doctor said, no, you're battling piriformis syndrome, Mm. which is completely nagging and running uphill just – was the worst thing ever for right. it. Um, so it was like eight or nine months of really no running. It was like I would try a couple of runs and then take two weeks off. And so very frustrating. And then once I realized what it was and started taking care of it, it started getting better. And I was back to fall racing in 2017 and was hit again with um, some complications that I ended up having to have a major surgery, mm-hmm. um and it was a full hysterectomy. So for women, that's that's a big deal. Right, right. <laughs> um and not just the surgery part, but the emotional part mm-hmm. and all of that, hormones and everything, just sent me into a tizzy for like six months after the surgery. So that combined with the injury was 18 months of no running, woe is me. I'm never gonna run again. I don't know what to do with myself. Mm-hmm. And as I was starting to kind of come out of that and started running a little bit, I said, you know what, if I'm coming back, this is going to be the best comeback that I could ever make it. And I hired a running coach and it was the best decision I ever made. Mm. Um, We started slow with different types of workouts that I'd never done, speed workouts, tempos, progressions. And within a few months, I said, my goal now is to qualify for Boston. Mm. So I went from, not really caring what my finish times were <laughs> in the marathon to taking it to a whole other level. And so the past like 15 months I've been needless to say, working my butt off with my right. coach and it's been life changing. Um, I just knocked off 40 minutes off my marathon time and qualified for Boston and knocked off six minutes off of a two year old half marathon PR. So it's been, it's been an awesome, awesome, 15, 16 months or so. And I can honestly say I love these crazy workouts. Mm -hmm. Like I never thought that I would just want to go from running one pace all the time to running fast and, you know, (laughs) taking it to a whole other level. Right. Um, right. It's it's been, it's been great. It's been awesome.
1: Well, congratulations. That's, uh, you know, obviously any, any PR is a big deal, but 40 minutes, that's, that's quite substantial. So uh, lots of, lots of work that (laughs) certainly goes into that. Um, going back to that, that, uh, you know, 18 to to 20 months there where, where, you know, between the injury and then the surgery, um, and not being able to run much, um, you know, I I would imagine, and and you kind of said, you know, kind of woe is me and like this, you know, being in a, in a tough place. Um, what was, was there ever any doubt in your mind that you would run again or, or was it really kind of like, man, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know what, what my running future might hold.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I knew it wasn't like major, major, you know, it's I knew it, it, I had to be able to come back. I just Mm -hmm. wasn't sure how long it would take me and would I be where I was before. And, um, for me, like I said, when I started running, I found a whole different side of myself that even though I had recovered from eating disorders, um, this was something that became my life. And it got to a point where I was so afraid of falling back in to that part of my life, mm. because that was something that came with depression and things right. like that. And so when I started getting depressed after the surgery, I lost like 12 pounds. I'm, I'm tiny already. I'm only five, two. Mm. So, you know, my family started worrying and, you know, okay, here, here we are, she's not running. And that's such a big part of her life. Is this going to, you know, give us a setback to something we dealt with 25 years ago. Right. Um, and I, I really, I really had to dig deep <laughs> to get myself out of that and say, I'm going to run. It doesn't matter how fast or how slow, as long as I'm running, I know that was something that was making me happy Mm -hmm. and it was just kind of getting my foot out the door that first time my husband kept saying just go for a run you know you're going to feel better (laughs) and and it's true because as soon as I put my sneakers on for that first run after the surgery I was like okay he's right he's right I can do this I can do this Mm -hmm. and then you know when you start believing in yourself that's that's a huge piece to anything in life whether it's running or you know your social life or business it's just yeah you have to believe in yourself
1: yeah, so. abs- absolutely, and and um, you know, getting getting back after it, after you know a year and a half basically of of not doing much running, um, you know, like you said, kind of worried about would you be able to get back to to where you were? How how long did it take? The, you know, to to really feel like like you were back.
0: Um, I'd say probably two or three months. Okay. I started back. It was like May, and then I'd say by like July, August, I was in full marathon training and Mm. had set goals for myself and just was really starting to feel good and confident. Like, I think that was a big thing, you know, having a coach and where she would give me these workouts. And I thought she was crazy. I'm like, (laughs) I I don't think I can do that. I don't know what you're thinking. And, but I think having someone that believed in you, right, you know, made me believe in myself. So that was, um, yeah. So it was two or three months.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. What was it that, that was the spur to get to, to start working with a coach? What, what pushed you in that direction?
0: I felt like my running in the past, like I said, I would just go out, run the miles and that was it. Mm-hmm. And I felt like if I was going to come back and start running again, I needed a goal to look forward to. And I wasn't really sure how to go about the workouts. Like I didn't, I didn't really know what to do mm-hmm. um, in terms of, you know, here I am at this pace and if I want to qualify for Boston, what, what should I be running these speed workouts? in? I I wasn't really sure I need, I needed to learn more and it's been an awesome learning curve.
1: (laughs) So, yeah. So, so you qualify for Boston, had this huge PR, um, as everybody who listens to the show knows, like Boston is a big, a big goal for me. I still got, I've still got a fair bit of work to do. I got to get the the joke, but it's, it's a lot true is, you know, I've got to get, uh, you know twenty to thirty minutes faster and fifteen to twenty years older and at some point you know the 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 line of will will meet in the middle and uh i I'll, I'll be right. there um but uh what are you what are you looking forward to? i I'm assuming that that uh are you are you racing boston this year or did you qualify for i qualified them. for
0: 2021 okay yeah so okay. a year from this april
1: still still got yeah. a, a ways to go um and obviously the, the excitement will, will build i'm sure that that this year's race will even you know it, it, it speed up that excitement process as well but uh at this point still being a year and almost a year and a half out um yeah what are you what are you most looking forward to about about boston 2021
0: um so i have run boston twice but it was on an invitational bib. I Mm -hmm. have family that um, they are one of the sponsors. And so I was lucky enough to pay for my registration and then run in the charity wave. Mm -hmm. So the actual excitement of running Boston um, I'm excited, but uh, certainly excited that it's not taking away from it. Um, My whole thing was I want to earn it. You Mm -hmm. know, I was fortunate enough to know someone to be able to run and that was a big deal to me to be able to qualify and earn that spot because I know some people don't think that's so cool Mm -hmm. (laughs) that I've been able to run it twice and didn't qualify. Um, people have things to say about charity runners, you know, that's a whole other, whole other thing. But, um, I am super excited to toe that line knowing that I earned every single step of being there. Mm -hmm. And that to me is a huge, proud accomplishment for my, for myself. Um, and I'm also from the Boston area. So it's, it's just a, it's a really cool, a really cool thing to know that when I used to go and watch the Boston marathon growing up, I only thought it was for the elite runners. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like, okay, I've made it. <laughs> right. I'm running with the
1: elites, you know? So it's,
0: yeah, so that's definitely what makes it exciting. I earned it yeah, this time.
1: Gotcha. Um, with, with the fact that you've run it a couple of times, um, those first two times that you ran it, did you, did you race it? Did you run it hard? Did do you run it more as, as, you know, is, is that a, a quote unquote a race or is it more of, Hey, this is just a, a fun run, you know, for 26 miles through Boston. Um, how did you, how have you handled it the the two times in the past?
0: Yeah. So the first time I ran was in 15 and it was, pouring rain it was like the second worst one mm. next to 2018 right. <laughs> right. um pouring rain freezing it was miserable I smiled from beginning to end because I was running my hometown mm-hmm. so that was pretty cool I I mean at the time I guess I was racing it but right. um it was hard it's a hard course mm-hmm. um and it was only my third marathon so I okay. You know, I still didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, and I just wanted to finish like that. It, to me, I was like, oh, my God, I'm running the Boston Marathon. This is the best day of my life. Um, so that day was amazing. I ran again the following year in 2016. Opposite weather, 80 degrees, hot, horrible. I don't do well in the heat. Mm-hmm. I trained harder and I thought I I was racing but by mile 10, I was so dehydrated. By mile 14, I was walking. I, it's my worst marathon to date. Mm. Like It was a miserable, miserable day for me. So, so now I feel like, the other. going back to what you said or asked me, what am I excited about for 2021? I'm excited to go and crush that course right. <laughs> because I didn't get to do it those two times. So yeah, I'm excited to see what I can do now.
1: And hopefully you'll get the, the blend of the two weather extremes and get something in the middle where it's just decent, good quality running weather.
0: Right. I mean, uh, you never know what you're going to get in April in Boston or New England. It's just it's crazy here.
1: Well, and that's, I mean, that's, that's just the case with, gen- with weather in general, right? You know, it's one of those things that everybody, everybody can say like, oh, you, you know, you can't control the weather and you just have to do the best you can. But then when, when you're in the situation, when you're at a race and the, and the weather is miserable, it's like, gosh, this weather, like what, what the heck? Like how, you know, how did I, how did I get so lucky? How did, how did I and the other you know, 30,000 people here, how did we all get so lucky, unlucky with this, with right. this weather? Um, with those, with those two experiences though, uh, with, with bad weather racing, um, how has that shaped kind of how you handle or how you approach races when when you know when it comes to weather or when it comes to just maybe in general things that are are completely outside of your your control are you maybe um i don't know if this is leading the wet leading the witness but maybe better at handling some of those outside things that you have no control over now than than maybe i don't know that you' were, handled them poorly in the past but uh, is it is it easier right. to roll with the punches now or is it is that still something that you know like kind of can get you down a little bit when you get to a race, and you're like, oh, you know, the weather's bad, or it's overcrowded, or there's not enough porta potties, or whatever those kind of outside right. factors that that can influence influence you uh, happen to be.
0: Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I definitely think it's made me stronger and a more confident runner going into races. You can, you know, there's so many things in life you can't control, and I'm definitely the type of person that gets anxious and I worry about things. And I do think over the past year and a half, I've had to put those things aside. And you know what? The, I trained super hard for Bay State Marathon last month um, where I was trying to qualify mm-hmm. for Boston. And I had to keep telling myself, I'm not winning it. I'm I'm going out there. I'm doing the best I can do. And whatever the weather is that day, there, there's it's out of my control. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you can be as mad as you want and... Um, you know there'll be another race like that's right. that's what i keep telling myself now like i can't i can't let those things get to me because i used to it would it would ruin everything mm. <laughs> so um yeah i think i've gotten better at not getting so nervous about the things that i can't control during a race
1: right for and sure. i i feel like that's kind of one of those things that you know if you're going to paint with a broad enough brush it's like experience kind of does that for you because once you've experienced some of those those things going sideways on you It's like the next time it rolls up, you're just like, well, you know, it's not ideal, but been there, done that. And like you said, there's always, there's always the possibility of another race. Like, like racing is not going away anytime soon. So, um, as much as it stinks when you, especially for like a marathon, you train in so long and so hard, um, you know, it's not like you can just bounce back and run one necessarily the next weekend, but there's, there's options and there's, you know, it's, it's not the proverbial end of the world. Like life, life will go on, running will go on and, you know, you can, you can tell the line again and hopefully, you know, fingers crossed the weather will be, uh, more favorable the next time out.
0: Right. And you know what? Even if it isn't in Boston, I, you know what? I'm going to be so super excited to mm. be there. It doesn't matter what the weather is. Right. right. <laughs> you know, you have to make the best of it. I mean, like all the people last year in 2018, yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? You exactly. earned your spot there. It's the, one of the most amazing marathons. And
1: you know, suck it up, buttercup.
0: <laughs> you got well, to roll with it. Yeah. So. And, and, you know,
1: for, to try to put a positive spin on, like it makes the story better. Like, you know, if, if you just go out oh, and yeah. run and it's, it's 50 degrees and there's no wind and it's kind of, you know, cloudy. So there's no sun issues. Like, I mean, that's, that's great weather to run in, but then like, what's the story? Like, ah, you know, the weather was perfect right. and, I, and I ran it versus, oh my gosh, it was, it was terrible. It was windy and it was rainy and the streets were half flooded or it was so hot. And like, you know, you're a little more yeah. badass when you're running the bad weather like that.
0: Oh, definitely. I mean, I, as much as I felt, I felt so badly for the people in 2018, but I loved reading everyone's mm-hmm. Instagram posts from that day because mm-hmm. like you said, I mean, the stories that people had, I mean, it's, you know, it's a a lifetime experience. So
1: right, you right. have to go with that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. So shifting, shifting gears a little bit, uh, Shauna, um, you know, like, like I said in the intro, um, you know, you also have this this business side of your life that, that has kind of brought some some running things together, uh, or that running has has kind of merged into a passion for for fitness. Uh, before you get into exactly where you are today with with stiletto running, where, where did the, uh, the 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 uh, the fashion? Did I say fitness? I meant fashion. Um, yeah, where, I knew what you meant. <laughs> where, where did the, uh, the the fashion passion, if you will, come from?
0: Yeah. So I worked in the fashion industry before I had my kids and, um, I was a buyer. I was in merchandising. Um, I worked for Calvin Klein and Levi's, some names that people I'm sure know of. Right. Um, and I've always loved accessories, clothing. It's just been my thing. Like I go out <laughs> to get a coffee and people are like, Oh, where are you going? Cause I'm dressed up. I just, <laughs> I love clothing. So, and then I started running and my kids weren't school full time at that point. And I missed working Mm -hmm. after becoming a stay at home mom. And I said, you know what, I really need to do something that has to do with my love for fashion and my passion for running. And hence the name stiletto running. No, I don't run in stilettos (laughs) because I do get that one all the time. (laughs) Um, But yeah, stilettos, I love high heels. I'm only 5'2", like I said, Mm -hmm. Um, my husband's 6'2". So um yeah so that's where the name came from and it first started with I wanted fun bright clothing designs I felt like a lot of the running clothes that I was buying were basic black brown mm-hmm. nothing exciting um and where I live and you run on the roads and where most people live but um if you don't have trails or sidewalks right. you have cars mm-hmm. and I wanted to be seen so I started out with a lot of neon pink, um, which is really funny because you won't catch me wearing neon pink in my regular (laughs) clothes, but my running clothes are all bright and whimsical. And I just wanted something fun. Um, And then as I started designing and getting ideas in my head, I thought, you know what? I love the way I feel when I go out for a run and I feel good about what I'm wearing. It just adds another dimension to having a good run. Mm -hmm. You feel good about yourself. You you know, you feel good about everything else. So, um, I started with an ambassador team and built this team of women that I want really like our slogan is just women supporting women. Mm -hmm. I want people, no judgment, you're fast, you're slow, you're thick, you're thin, um, you run, you're a runner. And I really wanted that camaraderie between the women on my, that are representing my brand. Um, and right now I have 100 women wow. all across the world, different all international and all over the U.S., and they're amazing. I mean, we have a team Facebook page, and every week I try to, you know, give a shout out to, you know, who's racing this weekend? What do you have going on? And let's cheer each other on. And mm-hmm. it's it's great because so many of these women have become friends because of my brand, Um, I see people meeting up for runs, meeting up at races, and it's a really good feeling knowing that I've put together a group of women that want to support each other. Right. So that's
1: pretty much. (laughs) When, when you got started with, with stiletto running, did you, I mean, what was, what was the goal? Was it, was it to get to, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I I don't know what was in your head, but I mean, I, I, to me, I can't imagine that it was, that it may have been to get worldwide and ambassadors, but maybe it was, I don't know. What, what no. was, what was the, the, <laughs> the target that you were aiming for when you got kind of got this ball rolling?
0: It was more of a hobby, kind of like the way running started mm. <laughs> and then just kept evolving. Um, you know, I started doing it to have fun and my friends started buying some of my stuff and you know, people kept saying, oh, you really should get a website going. So then I started that mm-hmm. and I started my Instagram page. And it was just kind of like one thing led to another, um, kind of the same way running did. I started running, you know, and then kept evolving with the long distance. Um, the the better I got at it, the more fun I had with it. And the more things came into play, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I never... I never imagined I'd be getting orders from someone in Australia or Italy or right. that blows my mind. Still. <laughs>
1: so, what what has been the, the, I don't know if maybe, maybe not what has the one thing been, but what have been some of the challenges that have have come about as far as growing the business, growing the brand, uh, maybe things that you thought would go smoothly and then uh, didn't because I think anybody who's, whether it's a side business, a full-time business, whatever, um, I, at least I know for myself, lots of times where I'm like, oh yeah, this should be no big deal. And then it's like, oh, wait a second. Like, this is a huge headache. Like, you know, whether it's website stuff or or whatever it is. Um, but, uh, what have been some of the the struggles for, me, for you on the, on the business side of things?
0: Um, probably well, a couple of things. I think at the beginning, you know, really not knowing how one design might do. And mm-hmm. so maybe I bought too much inventory mm-hmm. and, you know, then dealing with getting rid of the inventory that maybe didn't do so well. Right. Um so I've definitely learned a lesson from that, you know, testing items in small quantities, seeing how it does before mm-hmm. I'm buying mass quantities. Um and then something else that I just started a couple of months ago, um handmaking some denim jackets mm. and I love them, but they're more time consuming than right. I thought they would be. Right. <laughs> so, um but, you know, they're custom ordered and so it's not not a big deal, but I think, you know, the handmaking things, I don't know how long that will go on for. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: totally understand that. Yeah. It sounds like a good idea at first and then you start to realize you go, Wow, wait a second, this is this is a lot.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: <laughs> so one of the uh but, you know, looking through looking through the website and looking through the store page and whatnot, um, yeah, uh, you know, lots of different design. I don't know how many designs I didn't I didn't count but there's there's a bunch of different kind of themes or different you know types of of designs and one of them that that stood out to mm-hmm. me was uh, I don't remember exactly what it's called but it was you know the the ones with the curse words in it uh you know the, some of the, uh. the, the potty mouth uh <laughs> designs um yeah i i mean i loved it uh, you know i i i uh, i absolutely you know have have been known to have a, a sailor's mouth on occasion um <laughs> but i know sometimes from a branding perspective that can you know like you want to be true to yourself and you want to, you know, maybe want to be a little bit edgy, but does it, is is it afraid to go too far? That type of thing. Um, like was that, was that something that you wrestled with at all when you, you kind of were putting some of these designs together that have some of the, the curse words in it, or, or was it just like, this is who I am and, and let's put it out there. Or how did, you know, how did you pull the trigger on that, that, uh, shade of design?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was a little bit of both. Um, I have a horrible potty mouth (laughs) and unfortunately my kids do too. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Right. I feel like it's a, it's only a word as long as you're <laughs> using it in the, in the right way. Um, yeah, so I was nervous, especially about putting it out on social media. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, like I said, I'm pretty liberal about using those words. But I might have someone from the South that, you know, right. mm-mm, like that's just not a good word to be using. And, you know, I do collaborations with other brands and some – have reached out to me and said, oh my God, I love this. This is hysterical because it's what everybody's thinking, but doesn't say it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, let's do this. So I've done some different giveaway collaborations with companies. And then I've reached out to some people and they didn't want that, you know, tied in with their business. Mm -hmm. And I get it. Like, it's not for everybody. Um, Funny enough, though, it has been my best selling shirt. I'm sure, yeah. (laughs) So, which... I never thought, like I said, because I was nervous, you know, what kind of feedback Mm -hmm. I would get on it. Um, and it's pretty funny to see people's reactions when I'm wearing it at a race. Um, (laughs) Sure. So, yeah. And I have, um, you know, some Thanksgiving races next week where, you know, a lot of kids do these races, so I won't be wearing that there, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) so, yeah.
1: With, with, with the, uh, the fact that those are you know, some of the better selling or maybe the best, the best selling uh, styles of shirts, does that, does that lead you to want to create more, you know, different, different phrases, but kind of more, of the, or, or is it kind of one of those where it's like, you don't want to oversaturate because then you have too many and then, then, you know, it, it waters everything down. Or is that kind of one of those, you know, things where you have to test it and see what, what happens?
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, like I said, I was nervous about it. So I definitely was testing it at first, mm-hmm. And then I was pretty surprised. I would and I've had requests for from Mm. lots of people to come out with more potty mouth tanks. Right. So yeah, so I'm trying to think of, you know, I have some ideas in my head, but um, like you said, I don't want to oversaturate it. I don't I don't want to be known as that brand that Mm -hmm. has a potty mouth. (laughs) You know? So um, you know, I like I like to my my running tights were initially what I started with and that is the core of my business. Mm. Um, definitely made a statement with the pattern on one leg and the solid leg and trying to stick to that. Um, because it has been, you know, that's really where I started right. with and it's been good. So, yeah.
1: How, how and, in in I don't know exactly how, how best to phrase this. So bear with me here as I try to piece my words together, but, um, like you said, like, so, so the tights were kind of your thing and, and specifically that, that specific type of, of design style. Um, was it, was it difficult to, to make the decision to, to go some other directions? Like, you know, again, it's one of those things where there's, there's value sometimes in diversifying and it could even tie it back to running. Like, you know, the easy runs are are pretty important, but there's value sometimes in, in adding some other things in, adding some speed workouts, adding some tempo runs in. Um, but at the same time, you don't, like you said, you don't want to go too far away from what you're kind of known for, what your kind of original focus is. Um, so from a business side, you know, how do you, how do you figure out, um, you know, yes, I should try something new or this is what's working. Um, stay, stay the course. Uh, if that's not a terrible question, I don't know what is, but, uh, hopefully it kind of makes (laughs) sense.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, I like to see what my competitors out there are doing. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, there aren't just, or I should say running brands don't generally have just one type of piece of Mm -hmm. running gear. And so I wanted to stay competitive. Um, I felt like At the beginning, when I was just doing running tights, I was like, "Okay, how many designs can I keep coming up with for tights? And I needed to add stuff and I would get requests from people. Well, do you have shirts to go with these tights? So then I started incorporating different shirts and then I would have people saying, oh, well, do you have sweatshirts? Because I really like to throw on a sweatshirt after a run. Mm. So, you know, between requests from other people and staying fresh with my competitors, I think I had to add some other items to keep the brand flowing. People are always looking for something new,
1: right? Well, and I suppose so, I suppose yeah. you know that as well as anybody else. But when it comes to the fashion world, like not everybody's like me, who's just like, yeah, like I've still got clothes from like ten years ago, and like whatever, like <laughs> and I, I I don't want anything new. Um, but right. but yeah, that's probably not the uniform across the board. Like having new new things freshen up the wardrobe. That's kind of kind of a, a, a important to a lot of people.
0: Yeah, definitely. And you know, with running gear too, um, you know, after a while things start right. to break down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think with any brand, you know. So right. you have to replace some of those things at some point as
1: well. Right, right. Um kind of trying to tie some of the running stuff back into things a little bit as we after we ventured down the the, the business entrepreneur uh, rabbit hole of, of things, but um does does it ever get for you to feel like the work side of it is detracting from the running and almost maybe stealing the joy, like where, where everything running related starts to become a job or, or, or not.
0: Um, yes, I think like at the end of a training cycle, like, you know, at the end of marathon training and leading up to race day. And I've felt like this, I think all the time with a race, you get to a point where, you're on that fine line of, okay, I need this race to come or I'm going to mm-hmm. burn out. Um, so, yeah, and I, I felt like that with this marathon. I was tired and ready and um, ready for a break. Right, right. <laughs> So, but, you know, I, in the same breath, you only take a break for so long, and then you just get that urge to really get out the door again. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and I think in New England with the with the weather mm. it's it's hard you know, I trained all summer for right. a marathon in ninety degrees. We have horrible humidity here. And then, you know, by the time race day rolls around you have the best perfect running right. weather ever. And now it's starting to get really cold and the snow is gonna come. So it is making it a little harder to get out the right. door. And more and more of a job, I guess, like you right. said, you know, um but yeah. It, and now I have something on the calendar for March, so it doesn't feel like so much like a job right now because mm-hmm. I'm getting excited for the next race. Gotcha. If that makes any sense. No, it, it totally doesn't. And,
1: and, um, what about with, with the work side of life being running related as well? I guess that was, I did I clearly didn't a- oh, ask my original question sorry. clearly enough. No, no, no. <laughs> it's not, if I would have asked the question, the well, you would, have, you would, have, it would have, it would have communicated to you. Um, uh, but does that yeah. side, like, you know, cause for some people like running is their get away from work, but for, for you right. and, and for myself as well, like running is work and running is what I do to get away from work. You know, mm-hmm. like, like, does that ever kind <laughs> right. of wear on you at all?
0: Right now I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that it wears on me, but I think it wears on other people around me. Mm-hmm. If I, I think because, like you said, my life does revolve around running, whether I'm running, training, running a race, or I'm talking about my business. Mm-hmm. And, oh, these running tights, these, you know, running shirts or. um, Yeah. So people that I, I try to. try to keep it (laughs) separate Mm. but um you know my friends that are not runners if they want to hear about my job they're going (laughs) to hear about running so yeah I I guess it can be a fine line (laughs) uh being all of it being a job Mm -hmm. I guess Mm -hmm. not really sure how to yeah
1: (laughs) no it's 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 something that that um Thankfully, you know, knock on, knock on wood, I haven't really had too much of an issue with it. Like, but, but it, it's something that, you know, is like you said, I mean, I, I I'm talking about business, like I'm talking about running in some form or fashion you know, I'm talking about, uh, stuff I do for fun. I'm talking about running in some form or fashion. And so, yeah, for, for others, it definitely, can, I can see that being, a uh, an issue, but hopefully, you know, the passion keeps burning for, for, for you and, and for any, anybody who has a you know, passion for what they do, um, you know, it stays, it stays fun and it stays enjoyable. And, you know, there's always going to be some parts of it that are, you know, that are a job, but you know, like, hopefully it stays, yeah. stays something that you enjoy doing and, and, uh, you know, keep being able to, f- for you at least as well, you get to scratch that creative itch every time you're, you're designing new things and whatnot. And so, um, hopefully it separates it enough that it's not, doesn't make running become work and work become running and all that kind of good stuff.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. In that aspect, I don't, I, I don't feel like it's a job and maybe it's because I'm still so passionate about Mm -hmm. it or about both my job, my business and running. Um, So in that aspect, I wouldn't say that it really feels like a job. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do like, you know, sometimes or a lot of times when I'm on a run, um, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm thinking about all Mm -hmm. the new things that I can come up with in my head for my business and (laughs) which, but I think, for anyone, even if they don't have a running business, and if you're a runner and you work, you know, I think going out for a run, sometimes you're thinking about all the things you need to do when you get back to your desk or or whatever your job may be. Um,
1: yeah. we, we've all solved all of the world's problems. Yeah, on the run at one point or another, right,
0: right, right, right. So, but I, and I think a lot of, a lot of my ideas for my business have come on runs. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I might pass another runner and look what they're wearing and get an idea from something that they're wearing, or I might be standing at a start line for a race and someone might say something and that might, you know, strike up an idea for one of my shirts. Um, so
1: yeah, so I don't think it's not a job yet. Good. Hopefully, hopefully (laughs) that stays that way for uh, a long, long time. Uh, getting, getting close to wrapping up here. Um, you mentioned racing in March. What, what race is on the calendar for you?
0: So exciting, but bitter, I'm running the New York city half marathon mm. in March. Um, bitter because i missed qualifying by nine seconds last week at a half marathon. Oh. So that stung, but I did get into the lottery. So, I'm happy about that. Gotcha. Um and knowing knowing that I missed it by 9 seconds, my plan is to qualify in New York again mm-hmm. or not again, but when I run New York again, mm-hmm. um and that'll qualify me for all the NYRR races, which would also be the New York Marathon, um the New York Half and a bunch of their other races. So gotcha. that's been another goal of mine. But yeah, so I'm excited. That race is awesome. It's the they only close Times Square two times a year. One is for the New York half, and the other time is for New Year's Eve. Right. So it's pretty cool being able to run through Times Square.
1: Yeah, that'll be that'll be awesome. And I I just feel like I've just been seeing a bunch of people posting in the last uh, you know as we're recording this at least like that that announcement for the lottery stuff just kind of came out. So a lot of people have been posting yeah. lately that they got into it, which is exciting.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's um. Yeah, it's a big half, twenty-five thousand
1: people. Yeah, that's. So. I guess you know, if, it's, if it's in New York, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of people. No matter what it is, it's gonna be a, it's right. gonna be, be crowded. So, uh, well, right. well, that's awesome. that will be a good a good goal. And yeah, go out and hammer it and get those. You know, get uh, get ten or fifteen seconds, not just those nine seconds. Yeah, that's or 15 all I need. And, <laughs> Yeah,
0: and you'll be good to go.
1: So, uh, Shauna, as, as we're as we're getting getting to that point, uh, I like to close off, kind of the, you know, try to put a bow on things at the end with something I call. Um, a philosophical question, which, which sometimes sounds a little scary, but it's really just like basically like the introductory question, except it's not a, a standard question that goes across the board, but very open-ended. You can answer it long. You can answer it short, whatever it is, but this is where we'll kind of, uh, officially wrap things up for today. Um, and, and just, you know, curious for, for you, uh, at, at this point in, in your life, at this point in your, in your running career, um, why why do you, why do you still run? What, what still is that motivator? What does, what does running do for you to, to get you out the door? Uh, most every day, get your miles in, uh, keep training for goals. Like, like what is it about running that, that lights you up and still, uh, has that passion burning as bright as ever?
0: Hmm. Um, I think it all goes back to how running makes me feel physically and Mm. emotionally. I feel like it's my therapy. And I'm sure, you know, you've heard that a million times. I'm sure Mm -hmm. people say it all the time. Um, It is something that has just never made me feel the way I do about myself. I've become more confident than ever, um, proud of the accomplishments that I've done with running, um, Mm -hmm. especially as an older runner. Um, And it's something that I want my kids to see that even when I have a bad race or I'm struggling at mile 24 of a marathon. I don't give up. I finish what I start. And I think for me, that's definitely why I keep running, because I like to have those goals and I just want to keep being proud of myself for tackling things that I never thought I would do in a million years.
1: Gotcha. I love it. I love it. That's, I oh, love it. I should have started there because I could have gone off of that but uh, like I said I promised <laughs> you that's, that's where we'll wrap things up for today so um, guys once again if you want to follow along with with and what she's got going on uh, stilettorunning.com is the website all the all the shirts and the designs and everything's there you can order right from the website uh, Instagram Facebook at Stiletto Running, uh is the same handle both places so it's easy to find dizrunscom slash 796 is the link to take you back to the show notes today we'll have everything everything from today linked up photos all the all the good stuff dizrunscom slash 796 so uh, Shauna thank you uh, for 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 taking the time today certainly appreciate it um and uh like i said in the intro i I should have done this a while ago but glad we were able finally able to connect and uh, certainly looking forward to seeing uh not only your progress as a runner but you know more designs more things coming out in the future as well um but again thanks for the time and, and wish you nothing but the best going forward thank you thanks so much for reaching out all right Guys, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Shauna and myself. And as per usual, would be curious to know what stood out to you from today's conversation. What was something that that really kind of resonated, hit home, uh, struck a nerve? I don't know, whatever it was. What was that? What was that main thing today? What was that that thing that really uh, is going to stick with you? Once this episode officially, once I stop yapping and this episode vanishes into the ether, what, what was your takeaway from today? Uh, for me, it was something that uh, Shauna had mentioned from earlier in the episode about um, you know between being injured and having a, a pretty major surgery, having her his, her hysterectomy, um, being out of running for you know the better part of a year and a half, you know eighteen months plus or minus. Um, that's a long time. That's a long time of being unable to run. And, and for most of us, I would imagine that uh, that would be a tough 18 months. Um, but what I think can happen, ho- thankfully I've never been in this situation, hopefully you never have either, but during that, that type of a long extended period away, I could see it You know, just being, whether it's frustrated, depressed, um, all of the above, I could see that that could be a, a chance to drift away, to drift away from the sport, uh, maybe find some other type of activity, physical activity or otherwise, that kind of scratches that itch, that becomes a passion, that becomes something that, that we would want to do. Um, obviously, for Shauna, that, that wasn't the case. But, but where this is my takeaway is that not only did she find her way back to running, because I think that that all of us, whether it's realistic or not, it's easy to say, yeah, you know, if I'm out for a while, injured, sick, whatever, um, I'm going to come back. I'm going to find my way back. Hopefully, that would be the case. Obviously, it was for her. But what's... To me, the the biggest part of that, whether you want to call it the most inspiring, the most uplifting, um, whatever the, the right adjective is, is that not only did she come back to running, but without question, at least as far as race results go, maybe, so maybe there's still some question in other areas, but uh, I think it's safe to say that I can speak for her that, that her best running has been since she's been out for that year and a half and come back and really gotten into it, gotten after it qualified for Boston, done you know, done some pretty pretty awesome runs, some awesome races, and hopefully many more to come. And that's that's where I want to focus my takeaway on at this point, is that it's it's to remind all of us, to remind myself, to remind you as well, that if life gives us a hand that kind of sucks, but maybe you're in it right now. Maybe you're you've come out of it recently. Maybe it's something that hopefully isn't in your future, but maybe it is where you're unable to run for six weeks, six months, six years. You can always not only find your way back, but you can always find your way back and and do more and be more successful. Now, what your definition of success may be, that that that's up to each of us to decide, of course, and, and maybe goals shift and goals change, priorities change, but we don't have to just... Come back from a long layoff and just simply be resigned to the fact that any progress that we made, any goals that we used to have, they're 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 no longer achievable. Sure, they're they're you know, depending on the situation, every situation is obviously gonna be different and it might be harder, priorities may have changed, whatever, but you can still come back and still excel in our sport after a lengthy layoff. And and I think that sometimes that that scares a lot of us. Um you know, as far as taking just a few days or a week or two off here and there. Um, certainly if we're faced with the prognosis of some type of major injury issue, family situation, work situation that requires us to be off for, for weeks and weeks and months and months, it's like, oh gosh, I, I'm so close to whatever this goal might be and now I'll never reach it. Nah, forget that. You can still reach it. You can come back stronger, come back more determined, hopefully come back in, a, in the right state of mind where you can make things happen. And clearly that's that, you know, some combination of that is, is what happened for Shauna. And, and, um, I just, I just wanted to really highlight that. That really kind of stuck to me that, that, you know, it'd be easy to have thrown a pity party. It have been easy to say that, well, so much for that dream, so much for that goal. Maybe I can get back to running, but I'll never BQ or I'll never set new PRs or whatever. I'll never X, Y, Z. She did. She did. And we can too. We can too. So um, like I said, hopefully you'll never have to experience life without running for an extended period of time. But if you do, if you currently are, if you recently have, here's one shining example that the best very well may still be in front of you. And that that is my takeaway from today's episode. What about you? What stood out to you from today's episode? Please let me know. I'm at Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram as well. You can always slide into those DMs or, or tag me in a post, comment, whatever, and let me know what your favorite part of today's episode was, your, your, your takeaway, if you will. You can also shoot me an email anytime about this episode, any episode, or anything else. Dizruns at gmail.com is the email address. And of course, you can head over to the show notes for today as well. Dizruns.com slash 796 rapidly, rapidly, closing in on 800 episodes of the show. It's crazy balls, but we're going to get there. We're going to get there by the end of this year. By the end of 2019, we will be at 800 episodes strong. Almost can't believe it, but uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. For right now, though, 796 is the number that you need to remember. Dizruns.com slash 796. Take you back to the show notes today. All the links, photos, all the good things from today's conversation will be linked up there, as always, in the show notes. And you can also leave a comment with your thoughts, feedbacks, comments, and takeaways in the comment box right there at the bottom, disruns.com slash 796. So with that, we'll go ahead and uh, get ready to pull this ship into harbor. One last reminder, if you haven't entered the giveaway yet, disruns.com slash giveaway. Be a great little Christmas present for yourself that literally costs you nothing. Uh, You know, as as, uh, this episode comes out right before the Christmas holiday, and uh, I'll be picking a winner right after the Christmas holiday, right before the New Year's holiday. Um, So you get yourself a, a free training plan for the race of your choice. In twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty-one, whenever you want to cash it in, it's there for the taking. Uh, but you gotta get yourself entered to uh, have a chance to win. You gotta be in it to win it, right? Disruns.com slash giveaway right there on the homepage. Dizruns.com, click the link, click the box that says click here, or link, or whatever it is, the words that say click here, box will pop up into your name, in your email address, and you will be automatically entered into the December giveaway and each subsequent giveaway after that. So Without any further ado, let's go ahead and wrap this one up. Uh, thank you guys for listening once again. I uh, appreciate your time. Appreciate your attention. Hope you're having a great day. Hope you have a great rest of your day. And uh, look forward to talking to you again soon, all right? But until then, y'all take care.